This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Firminger, and today I am delighted to welcome not one, not two, but three remarkable human beings to the Wider Screen Scene Podcast. I got Kate Green, I got Nicole Oliver, and I got Chelsea Beast Mode Reese. Actually, that's what I couldn't, I couldn't remember how to say her name and Chelsea said, think of Beast Mode. And so that's where we, that's where we are. Okay, so I am going to begin this episode by reading something by someone I really respect, me. I wrote this after screening the first season of Narco Leap. Narco Leap is fun. It's suspenseful. It's action-packed. It's female-driven. It's empowering. In other words, it's the kind of sci-fi journey that this topsy-turvy world needs right now. Pure escapism with a big beating heart. Created by Kate Green, the highly anticipated web series, which stars Chelsea Reist, the hundred, as Kelsey Atkins, a young woman whose lifelong narcolepsy takes a dramatic turn when she discovers that her consciousness can leap into other people whenever she falls into a narcoleptic slumber. Narcoleep also stars Madison Smith as Kelsey's best friend, Austin Eckert as a mysterious agent, Alex Ponovic as a volatile military officer named Colonel Slater, and Nicole Oliver as Helen, Kelsey's loving mother. So I wrote that back in 2018. And now Narcoleep is back with a second season that, dare I say, and I dare, surpasses the first with its suspense, action, female power, empowerment, escapism, and also comedy. Yeah, there are some moments where I, I LOL'd. I LOL'd a lot. And so I am delighted to have showrunner Kate and actress Chelsea and Nicole here to tell us all about it. And I will say, there will be mild spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers? I don't know why I'm saying like that. Mild, mild spoilers. Hey, you're from New York or something. What's going on? I'm going to talk and talk and talk. I don't know. Okay. You just left there. I did. I did! Ooh, very spooky. Okay, so there will be some spoilers, but we are not going to ruin season two for you at all. So Kate Green, Nicole Oliver, Chelsea Reist, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm, are you kidding? You Thanks, know, Nina. I have been, I've been honestly, I've been waiting on you guys to bring me my season two of Rocco Leap. So I am yeah. so, I'm so grateful. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long road, Sabrina, let me tell you. It's yeah. Been a long road. <laughs> well, before we begin, um, I have been beginning all of my interviews, here it comes, during the COVID, I'm just asking everyone from my heart, how are you doing? How are you? What's going on? Who wants to take that first? Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> How gosh. are you? 
Oh man, you almost like made me cry. You I know, I almost cried like, asking. Like, uh, you know, when you're having a bad day and somebody's like, are you okay? And it's like just the one time and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'm already talking, so I'll, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, luckily, I've been able to keep pretty busy uh, through COVID and, you know, um, and luckily we were able to film too. I know. It was, bit, it was a bit dicey there. It was touch and go for a while, but we had some incredible support that came through and uh, we were able to, to make it happen. And I think everyone on our set felt safe. And I think that our crew did a really amazing job of, um, you know, keeping with the protocols and all the rest of it. So, but all in all, I'm, I'm okay. I'm ready That's for good. a break. I'm ready for a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to break. So I, I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> what about you, Chelsea? How you doing? Well, I just have to say, Kate, when you're speaking, it makes me laugh because not only are there challenges with doing season one of a show and then, I don't know, three or four years later, we're going to whip into season two, but you happen to also wait till there's an international pandemic. So, <laughs> um, so you, uh, you, you know, you put yourself to work. Uh, yeah, a set, set wise was fantastic we were actually one of the first shows back up and running so much so that the union ubcp was out on our set um and uh just you know to kind of check in and i know that they were very proud of the protocols that kate said yeah. and everyone was upholding they even posted about us um personally i'm doing well i'm a homebody i spend most of my time <laughs> at home so I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it i'm definitely uh gaining weight and same also, yeah and I'm kind of, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm rocking it. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I'm intentionally living in this phase. I'm not going to fight it. So I'm, I'm not going to fight the weight gain and, and, you know, the loneliness that can come or even the really fun aspects of it. I'm just kind of rolling with it. I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I have just ordered all, uh, like I've gone up a size with all my leggings and stuff. So I have all large size leggings coming in the next week or so. And I'm... I'm excited. How about you? Just, sorry, just to add before we go on there, I was just thinking, um, because it's been a while since I've been able to talk about Nargalib, obviously, because things are a little closed down uh, with COVID. And I was just thinking how wonderful this is to be able to talk with professionals, with artists, with women who are leading in this field right now. Um, I didn't know I was missing this. So, you know, it's been kind of, we're not chasing those talks as much we're not running into each other in the audition room but now that I see your faces and hear your voices and we can talk about this I see I am feeling relieved and inspired again so thank you for this opportunity oh that's so sweet I love that how about you Nikki Nicole Nicole Oliver who I I mean listeners know Nicole is a is a big part of my self-care routine whatever I am almost all that how am I well in keeping with the same theme I am um, learning how to rock a leisure suit into everyday wear. Um, and I was incredibly grateful that the wardrobe department on Narco Leap gave me pants that had elastic waists. <laughs> because the thought of trying to do buttons again, I'm going to leave that for a 2021 goal. Buttons? Um, kind of echoing what Chelsea said. I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm trying to do my yoga. I'm trying to exercise. I've, um, I, yeah, I, I blew my knee out um, just after my fifth year. 
and uh, which was right before the pandemic. Yeah, hit. but we were dancing on your birthday. We were dancing, so. but um, not dancing anymore. So I've been, uh, I'm waiting, they say probably 2022, I'll get my knee replacement. So yeah, something to look forward to. But other than that, leisure suits, Bailey's in the coffee at 10 a.m. It's all good. It's all and good. Kitten. Yeah, and the kitten. <laughs> oh, yeah, Leonard. Hi, Leonard. He's a, he's a kitten, but he's really a floof. Oh, Look at him. The toilet paper ads. He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Leonard, Leonard DiCatrio. Leonard DiCatrio. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's my boyfriend. And how fitting during COVID that you got the adorable <laughs> cat and toilet paper ads. <laughs> I never thought of that, Chelsea, exactly. Right? I mean, I, I mean, I thought of that exactly. I thought I would get a, a cat to commemorate the toilet paper crisis in 2020. Yeah. Oh, I never know where these conversations are going to go. But, okay, I, it's now it's, I'm going to get us back on track. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, and also for leisure suits and for buttons as a goal for 2021. Um, okay, so I want to start with you, Kate, with a, with a difficult question, possibly. Okay. Um, you know that I loved season one, and I know that I wasn't the only one who loved season one of Narcolip. So as you sat down to write season two, what kind of, of fears or expectations or like little Sabrina's in your head or whatever, you know, <laughs> did you have, you know, as you sat down to plot out, you know, this new adventure or was it already all in your head when you were writing season one um no it wasn't all in my head and I you know but there were things about season one um that you know I definitely wanted to expand upon and and I knew kind of where I would like to see the story go um I ended up getting introduced to John Cooksey who is an incredible writer and uh we worked together on you know beating out the getting up the outline and we and a uh, little secret not really a secret but um we are developing it into a tv show right now and it's in paid development so we um we knew about oh. storylines and things that we wanted to have happen with the characters uh that season two really gave us an opportunity to flush out and to uh, introduce new characters and um, and all of that. So, uh, but in terms of like the itty bitty shitty committee, because like <laughs> <you know. laughs> those those. Hey, can I, can I swear here? Sorry. Fuck yes, fuck you can. <laughs> um, yeah, those guys they follow me around a lot. Mm. But the whole reason Narcolip started. <laughs> in the first place was because I just decided not to listen to them. I wanted mm -hmm. to direct and I wanted to uh, find something that, you know, had a female kick-ass storyline and I love sci-fi. And so um, it, it Narcoly really started with me making a decision not to listen to the itty bitty shitty committee. And I had years of producing and supporting other young men in their directing careers and decided why am you know why am I doing this because I can do that like what they're doing and you know directing was always made out to be this big scary thing like ooh directing and it's like oh my god if that's all I had to do like just to 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 like if that was it like wow I'm not saying directing is easy by any means but holy smokes like it was it was when the curtain got pulled away. I was like, wow, this is not as mysterious as everyone's made mm. it out to be. And I'm so glad that I didn't listen to those inner fears. Um, because out of that, Narcolip was created and it was made. And so by the time we got to the second season, um, 
I, I really wasn't, the fears were not, you know, really part of it at all. You know. Yeah, of course, it does now. feel like a fearless season to be sure. Like I didn't oh. feel like yeah. like anything was um, restrained or that you were holding back, and it didn't yeah, feel like no. too much either. I love it. I can't say enough good things. Everybody, go watch it right now. <laughs> now that being said, you know, a few days here we're a week away from the launch on YouTube, and of course now I'm like every day I've got like a nervous stomach, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like the baby's gonna be out there, right? So. Well, I already had a peek at most of the baby, okay? And yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I haven't seen the feet yet, but I've seen everything else. I've Ooh. read the feet. So, no, I, I just, I am so excited to be shouting about it from all of the rooftops. Um, Chelsea. Yes, hi. I, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that the character of Kelsey was originally written for you. Um, and I'm curious, like, where does... Kelsey end and Chelsea begin and like what what have you learned from the character of Kelsey Chelsea well, basically we both nap a lot and we're both 17 years old uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, it's interesting to hear to, to hear someone say it was written for me at Kate's just uh, such a, a powerhouse in including other women. and as she said you know she was seeing all these men succeed and men in these starring leads that also get to kick ass and why can't we be doing that so kate helped create a very strong role um for me which gets even stronger into season two and season one kelsey has narcolepsy um but when she goes into these narcoleptic attacks she can leap into other people's bodies around the world but by the time season two comes she's learned to target her hosts so there's a whole new power to her where she gets to choose where she's leaving, where her power would do the most good or the most harm, depending on how she's feeling. Yeah. Um, so with that comes a sense of responsibility and maybe that's where we differ. Cause I feel like I would jump into like Oprah Winfrey to be like, what's this like for a day? <laughs> where Kelsey's, you know, jumping into maybe some government agents or some really hot, um, hot <laughs> locations where she could do good. So, yeah, uh, I actually cried. I won't say which part, but there was there was one leap that you took that I I, I cried. Really? I cried. Yeah, she because she was doing some some. I'm gonna cry again. She was doing something really nice for someone, and uh, that that was that was very special to yeah. to see. Um, the leaps were fun to film, especially when there may or may not be a cameo from our producer, writer, director, Kate Green. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Oliver, yeah. how are you? Okay, so I, I, I'm not going to get into the the big spoilers of the season. For me, like just to see the, your character's transformation was just such a fuck. I'm like your biggest fan. It was. It's just such a fucking delight. Um, but uh, you did get to do a little bit of. Uh, verbal sparring with uh, Cameron Bancroft and uh, that big yeah. lovable lug, Alex Ponovic. That's terrible. So, They're terrible. <laughs> They're, they suck. Like, Kate, you could have gotten better actors. They're so bad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so tell me about the, like, what were, what were the joys and challenges of, of you know, the, the expansion of this character into um, just delicious territory? Well, if my character does expand it, I can neither confirm nor deny, but let's just go on that timeline. <laughs> that did happen. 
then as a performer of a, a certain age, uh, I, I've known Kate for a very long time. And I think one of the things I love the most about Kate is her sense of loyalty. And she's a woman, a person, let's oh. forget gender. She's a person that actually follows through with what she says. Um, and, uh, you know, and she remembers people who have given her hands up and she in turn then turns around and gives those same people hands up too. So, you know, that's a really rare quality. And I think, um, so when Kate said, Hey, I'm doing this, do you want to be involved? I was like, yeah. And it's like playing the mom. And, you know, I may have played the mom a few times. I say, it's like, you know, the dingo ate my baby. I've been the dingo. I've been the baby who's been eaten by the dingo. I've been the desert that the dingo lives in over the course of my career. So, you know, sure, you go in and you try and look at every character and try and make it fresh and try and find ways to inject yourself and bring little things. And in the first season brought a lot of that. And Kate was really open to it. I was like, how can we flesh her out? How can we flesh her out? There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Yeah. Even if it's not on the page, there's got to be more. And I'm gonna fight for women at this age to have more because we've lived a lot. So then when I may or may not have gotten a peek of what may or may not happen in season two, <laughs> after I finished wetting myself, because that's another thing that happens after you turn a certain age, um, when you squeal with delight. Um, it's true. Yeah, yeah, I just- I'm uh, terrified of jumping jacks. <laughs> I do the one-armed version of a junkie, jumping yeah. jack. So I might probably do the one-armed version of a, of a big uh, hooray when I got to read the script. So for me, this character was a um, great journey. I got to show the flip side, the reason why. I got to really investigate the why and then her how became a, becomes a little different in season two from season one for sure. Mm -hmm. But working with, um, you know, the relationship that Helen has with Kelsey, Kelsey, Chelsea, Chelsea, Kelsey. Uh, it was my biggest fear the whole time shooting because we're in such a tight schedule that I'm gonna F up a take because I call her like the wrong name. I was just like, for the love of God. And sometimes I would just not even call you by your name, not because I was being rude, but because I was afraid I was gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, but doing the scenes, you know, with, with, um, with Chelsea, our character, our relationship had evolved to a more mature mother-daughter relationship. And, you know, the idea of letting go and from letting go of your child, your baby, you actually get them back in bigger, more wonderful ways. So that arc was really fun and beautiful to, to play with. Yeah. Working with Alex and Cameron, I've known them both for a very long time. And so I've worked with Cam before on uh, a movie um, with uh, Jason Priestley and... Um, guy named Bradley Cooper way back in the day. <laughs> Some guy named Brad Cooper. Mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper was really ugly back then. But I you worked with my husband. But working with Cam and Alex was, uh, it was fantastic. It was also, you know, my first project back um, from the pandemic. There was a lot of fears and insecurities and to be able to surround yourself with friends and um, other actors. I mean, Cam and I, we would rehearse over Zoom just talk about our relationship and everything else um you know i'm not saying we have a lot of scenes together but if in that timeline we did have a lot of scenes together we worked with each other and talked a lot and it was really great well well you know chelsea said community has been hard to come by it was mm -hmm. really nice to you know perhaps having this project and being able to taste some of that again and to reignite the passion so yeah i guess it was an okay experience i guess it's okay <laughs> yeah that, that's the feeling i'm getting is that it was it was all yeah. just okay yeah. um no it's not just okay like and i'm not gonna let you undersell this even as a joke i fucking love it and um, i can't wait for people to watch it can we can we talk a little bit about the impact of 
the COVID on the project. I, I'm just curious if, you know, because this was one of the first projects, you know, that was back and be, because, you know, that there would be so much scrutiny, like, I, I just, I'm curious that, like, what impact it had on, on either like the love you ha you guys had, you know, pouring into it or, you know, the, the feeling on set or, you know, just, just anything like what we're, cause I mean, watching this, I didn't see the pandemic. Like I wasn't like, you know, being like, oh, I can tell that there's a pandemic going on and everybody's socially distanced. And, you know, I was like, yes, it's back finally. But it wasn't like pandemic, like it wasn't like uh, Narcoleap, the COVID edition, you know? <laughs> but I'm just curious because you did create during you did go to camera during pandemic and you're releasing during the pandemic like what kind of impact did it have on you know either for for uk you know in the you know steering the ship or or you know for the actors you know like um yeah. you know, your performances um, there's there's so many things to kind of to say about that i mean i feel like i in terms of you know getting this production done and season two done i really do feel like i had been to vegas and i rolled the dice and i like came up like a winner um, because there was a lot of things, for instance, financing that was not mm. in place completely when we went to, when we went to camera and I, and it was, I was racing against time. I was looking at what was happening with the pandemic and going, oh my gosh, like if, and this comes back, everybody's going to be working. I'm not going to have any crew. Um, but it, and it was, you know, time was running out on some of the funds that I had, I had gotten. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of gambling that <laughs> took place but it was educated gambling um and in terms of you know the like COVID on set and it, how it affected even the story we we didn't want it to be part of the story we didn't you know but there are some references there are social distancing <laughs> and things like little funny little things like that um but it also did affect our creative as well so we had to kind of look at scenes and go okay do we really need all three of these in the in the car uh in these characters in the car having this conversation like what can we get them like parked on the side of the road to like have you know so there was it wasn't always possible but there was times when we had it it did affect the creative um mm. I, I don't think i'm really giving anything away when i say there's a big kind of storming of the castle in the very last episode obviously there's going to be a big climax but you know, some of the soldiers um, that we had coming in were like, okay, let's put them in balaclavas and let's have them masked up. Uh, let's, you know, <clears throat> see how we can, you know, there's certain scenes we just couldn't really get around it, but we did everything we could to, to make sure everyone was safe. Um, but yeah, so it does affect your creative, uh, but I didn't want it to affect the world of Narcoli. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't. It didn't no. feel, it didn't feel like that to me. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. What about my, what about the actors, the performers? Well, just to add to that, that's what I love is that we can still have the filmic reality of Narcoli. Get me the hell out of 2020 sometimes. Let me watch these people kicking ass and taking names and changing the world. Um, so to hear you, Sabrina, say that you didn't really, you didn't sense it in watching is, is kudos to you, Kate and, and Nicole, and, and I'm just so happy to hear that. I will tell you it was the first time for me as an actor, uh, minimal spoiler alert, doing kissing scenes during COVID. So mm -hmm. we're like, the thought of that was, um, was a tricky thing. And so we were able to bring in um, health measures and intimacy coaches. So one of them that came mm -hmm. in is P. Lynn Johnson, a local, a local actor and one of my dear mentors. Um, and 
the way those scenes are broken down now are entirely different. We're spraying our entire faces with 100% alcohol and mouthwash and like guards and everything you can between any moment. Um, while rolling, you face away and sanitize everything, move in for the kiss and they're just gonna have to edit around it and um, making sure it's happening with actors who have now been filming together for a long time in the same bubble. So that was uh, an interesting challenge. Makes it so, I mean, it makes it sound so not romantic, but I mean, <laughs> I mean that's fine. Well, I mean, as, as actors, we <laughs> often are not. Romantic. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was another level of uh, a clinical separation <laughs> that, that occurred. Um, yeah. so the kisses look steamy. I thought one of the bigger differences, just in general, was there's a lot more uh, verbal checking in. Like you know, you, sometimes when you're working with other actors and you have your conversation about how you're doing, where you at, you there's this. Uh, familiarity that comes up right but really as people every day is different for us and so I really you know even um, I had some close work that's all I'll say I had some close work with some of the actors and it was just um, is this okay are you okay how else can I do this how does this feel for you which I would do anyway but there was way more of that and I think it actually made it, it a tighter relationship there was more parent caring but the one thing that really did flip me out the first time was running lines with a mask on mm. and then taking the PP off and putting it on your little grid section and everything and every, and you come in and you're like, oh, there's the rest of your face. And just, well, I mean, you don't know it, but just how much as actors, the nonverbal cues give us all these beautiful little layers mm. when, when performing. Mm. And it really felt like flying without a net sometimes, right? Because rehearsals are when you can kind of rub out, for me anyway, some of the scary edges so that then you have the freedom to jump off the cliff. So not really having all the information before going in was exhilarating and freaking terrifying and sometimes quite surprising because I would literally, there, as in real life, that real surprise was I was seeing something truly for the first time, you know, yes. not trying to make look like my actions were the first time every time I do it. So. Yeah. That was interesting. I think that also gave like the takes, like some of the takes had such a freshness and such a like, um, like color and life to them. And I think maybe that's exactly why. I mean, these you, you talk about Cameron Bay, like there was times Nicole and Cameron or Alex would have, they'd have a scene together and the crew, I called cut and the crew would like clap. <laughs> they were like, so like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I think maybe it was it, it was a difficult thing, but I think it, it maybe kind of translated into these really fresh, beautiful, juicy takes. That you captured as the director. <laughs> Thank you. You did. Oh, thanks. Gosh, I, I mean this show makes me very excited about a lot of a lot of things. And one of the main things is about like just the the like the indie sci-fi realm in Vancouver you know so what do you think Narco Leap season two specifically can tell us about you know the 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 sci-fi the indie sci-fi realm in Vancouver and about what's possible yeah I actually I get um <clears throat> I get like a little bit emotional when I think about BC film and Narco Leap because there's it really does to me at least feel like our little family's project and mm -hmm. Um, there's been so many people from, you know, Leslie at Keslo Camera and to Tug at White's and like all these like people and vendors and Carol Whiteman at Women in Direction, like 
that have come together and they've rallied underneath this. And also the cast that has come in and rallied underneath this. Um, to me, it's like, I actually get like a little teary because I feel like Narcolique belongs to all of us. It's, it's all of our, like we, we talk about the Narcolique family and it really, it, it has become a little family and um, the show itself deals with familial like relationships and mothers and daughters and fathers and, you know, navigating the world. And it just feels like it's kind of, it's a bit of a metaphor for what, yeah, what is possible and what we can do. And I, I just, I'm so proud of it. And it's so, it's so hard to own that, to mm. say that and own it. And I think, you know, I think maybe we all kind of maybe know what I'm talking about, but it's sometimes it's hard to own something uh, in terms of like, yeah, I did that and I'm proud of it. But I did that and I'm proud of it because of all the people that have rallied underneath it and with it, not underneath it, but along with it. And, and that major part of our film community and the crew and the, you know, that have just incredibly talented craftsmen that have come out and, um, and helped and supported and, and I get it. It's low budget. It, you know, nobody's doing this because of the money. That's for sure. <laughs> Lord knows me of all people know that. Um, but uh, I think we're doing it, it as a nice testament to what is possible. There's a, an incredible writing community here and, mm -hmm. and directing community and acting community. And this is like a testament to what we can do. I'm sorry, I don't know if I answered that question wrong. I don't even remember what my original question was, but I love your answer. I really okay. do. <laughs> we're, good at, we're good at, I was going to say, we're good at science fiction here, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and I think what science fiction allows is the possibility of anything, which especially when you're dealing yeah. with a budget constraint allows you those that flexibility. But, you know, science fiction has been around for a long time, and it is not going anywhere. And uh, in BC specifically, we have a history of women-driven projects. I'm thinking of Amanda Tapping with yep. Stargate SG-1 and then her developing a Sanctuary, which became a series and, 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 and. So there's been, you know, out here way more even than so than back in Toronto, Tirana, the center of the universe, there's been uh, a real support and a real, uh, well, more support now than maybe there has been, but a lot of female driven projects, a lot of, a lot of uh, female power, a lot of female brain power. And I'm excited to see where it's going to go next. Me too. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, uh, you've answered all of my questions. Uh, my other questions that I have are all about specific spoiler things. So I'm, I'm not, I'm just going to ask you all those personally offline. Um, but I would love, I would love uh, to hear from each of you about the most magical or memorable moment from filming season two so when you think about the experience of filming season two you know is there is there like one moment that just just basically pops to the top of your mind alex, basically every time alex ponovic walks in a room <laughs> <laughs> he does have that power he does it's true do you know actually can i just tell you uh, chelsea i was gonna call you kelsey uh chelsea there is um a whole bunch of our listeners play um, an Alex Ponovic drinking game uh, for, for how often Alex's name 
pops up in the one year screen scene podcast so uh i am assuming that we have some very very people (laughs) (laughs) toasted they're gone no he big guy with with the big heart yeah incredibly yeah i did not know that but cheers to you guys out there drinking (laughs) i have a moment before kate goes to i think you should have the last word kate because you're Oh yeah, no, I know what my moment is, but you guys go first. Um, my moment is Jeff, our, our DP, holy crap, and Cam up. What oh, a talent. What a so talent. Talented. There's this one moment of a scene I have with Cameron and um, the way it was framed, it was just so filmic with this backlight coming in this window yeah. and it was a, t- a close up and it was just one of those, we were going to do it here. We ended up because of the way of blocking and kind of almost block shooting and doing the scenes in a row. We were kind of literally painted into a corner with our choices. <laughs> yeah. All this, all there was was this crappy door. And it just, you know, Cameron and I were trying to figure out how to make it work emotionally and what we were going to do. And then Jeff was there and it was just like this synergy. And Kate was there. It was just like, and it became this, I think really beautiful moment. So that sticks out to me just because of all the spokes in the wheel coming together to create what I think Narcoleague does time and time again is, is, is beautiful storytelling that highlights character, emotion. It's, yeah. it's funny because that all that hallway stuff, I was like watching it again the other day. I was like, oh, this actually turned out really well. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? yeah. It looks yeah. great. The, the acting is amazing. And yeah, and the blocking, it just worked out really well. That was in the Pink Palace. Yeah. Scary place. I was just going to bring up as one of my memorable things, nice segue, is that we filmed Sabrina in a quote-unquote haunted, closed-down hotel. (laughs) Um, Whoa. Which was so much fun. And the people working there took us on little mini, you know, show around all the haunted spots and showed us. Took you. Took you. (laughs) Because I was freaking terrified. Sorry, let me clarify. I'm the only one that did this. <laughs> did you feel any, like, did you feel any of the energy? Well, Nicole I, is nodding so big right now. Yeah, I will tell you, actually, I do recall, yes, Nicole, remember, we hadn't even told you, I think you had seen later in the day, but you said something like the energy here is weird or something. I was like, uh, yeah, because the XYZ happened and you're like, I feel it. You knew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, like, yeah. Before we before we'd even told you about the stories, you were like, "This feels weird in here." But like this thing, help me out of here. I'll use it. I'll use it to fuel my scene, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty wild to film in a hotel that's kind of stuck eternally in the late '80s. So um, The Shining. I kept thinking it. Like, you told me, I was like, "It's The Shining," which uh, is funny because they went in and then filmed the new um, Stephen King show there what the stand uh, yeah the stand and the shining is my favorite movie hands down so that was so exciting to me wait it, it, can i stay there like it is it is it only a film set or can i so get this we were filming there and i loved hearing all these stories that on halloween i went back for a paranormal tour <laughs> they, they walked me around Bing Palace um, from 11 p.m. till 3 in the morning with paranormal <gasps> investigators, no. radio frequency toys, um, psychic mediums. We had a Ouija board going. Let's do this. We went to the rooms where they have um, factually found bodies um, and tried to contact us. That was a pretty memorable time. I bet. I want to do that. I'm going to look it up. Nicole, we got to do it. 
I'll only do it if I can wear poise underwear. There, I just can't ask <laughs> them. Maybe they'll sponsor it. <laughs> Be a sponsor visit we'll film the whole thing we'll put it on the youtube it's yeah. gonna be great okay i will look into that nicola's like just no 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 no, no. come I mean, on who knows? maybe in the background of the footage kate you saw some orbs going through like there were some things happening we nothing know. yet nothing yet um, <laughs> i'm a bit of, i'm a bit of a realist and uh, i'm a very logical person when it comes to this stuff but yeah there was a few things that i could not deny it would have been a very elaborate ruse for somebody to, to set it up. Um, I'm excited. I, can you see my eyes are alive right now? I want to have that kind of like, I want to go. I want to be in that. I mean, you know, once the pandemic is over and whatever, uh, yeah. but it's going to be, Nicole's like, no, I'll meet you for drinks after. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but what I want to know, like, do you have a favorite moment? Like, how do you choose one of your children? Yeah. Like, do you? I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I know. It, it is actually, <laughs> it's a very difficult question, but I, I mean, I have been asked this, and I, I think, I think it was the last scene. I, that hands down. The last scene, the last day. Yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it all, you know, like what I've, <laughs> what John Cooksey reminded me of was because I wrote that last script, and so that last scene, it was all self-inflicted pain. <laughs> so, um, but it was one scene. I put I, ten people in a scene. How do you film that? It's a it's run and a gun. Monster. Yeah, hose it down. Just hose, hose it down. It down. <laughs> yeah, so it was an it's an absolute monster scene, and there's so many beats that happen within this last scene, and multiple characters and extras and moving parts, and, and it was just you know it was a scene that should have taken you a day, to minimum, film. a day minimum, two, maybe two, maybe yeah. two, um, but. In true narcolate fashion, we had an afternoon. Um, so yeah, it was a moment of uh, okay, everyone gather around for the blocking. Here's what I'm, what we're looking at, blah blah blah. And you know, it's a director. You're like, oh my god, I have uh, 20 actors and a bunch of extras and about 40 crew all standing around listening to me. Okay, sound like you know what you're doing. <laughs> Wait, did you see? Everybody, shitty committee is like, oh, now they're going to find out, aren't they, Kate? Oh. You know, yeah, those guys. So I put my big girl panties on and I did the blocking and I was like, okay, uh, and off we went. And we were getting down to the wire. The sun was moving. It was a horrific sun directional wise. It was a really difficult situation. Yeah. Sun was going down. The geese were like flying home. It was the end of August. <laughs> like, the geese in the background are like, ah, ah, you know, like. I don't like, have your signed releases. You're not in this. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. And uh, we got to like the last moment where Kelsey is saying goodbye to everyone. And this was, it was such an emotional uh, scene for me because in a lot of ways, Kelsey's journey mimicked my journey um, as a young 20 something like coming coming of age and trying to navigate the world. And this was like something that I had like lived with this narcolepsy since like 2016 or almost no 2016 beginning of 2016. And so like this was this was a I'm like even like I'm like, okay, this was like a big moment. This was like a real good goodbye. And I was saying goodbye to Narcolepe as the web series, 
goodbye to Kels, like as it exists here. Now the story is not over. There is more to happen. There's more to come. But yes. as as this iteration of the story and characters, it, this is my goodbye too. And so we got to the last scene where Kelsey has to say goodbye to mom, to Aiden, to Miles, to Louisa, like, you know, to dad, deal with dad. Like it was like all these, mo and it's like, you know, as a director, you want to film you know, close coverage, like looks, 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 you know, <laughs> like get all your coverage back and forth. And I was like, oh my God, I've got 20 minutes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Jeff, grab the camera, put it on your shoulder. We're doing this as a one -er. And I was like, you know, I went back to the chair and I was just like head in hand, like, oh my God, I fucked this up. After all this time, after all these years, like I've totally fucked this up. And we, we did it. And I was like, my God, it looks so good. It works. It works. It works. It works. I am a genius. <laughs> I'm like, I just want a Leo. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh. It ends up being this beautiful wonder. Yeah. Of her saying goodbye. And it's perfect because the camera is the audience and the camera's going with Kelsey onto the next chapter. She, you know, I won't say what happens, but, um, but it just, it worked out well. And then we, uh, yeah. And then also there was maybe a little cameo that Kelsey actually got to call the final, final cut. We're the only direct around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that accent is back, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I Add to that quickly was um, first of all, Kate. I love how you just maybe threw out some names who may or may not be in that last scene to avoid spoilers. I was very impressed with that. Um, <laughs> may may but I do recall, um, yeah, it, I, I was so a grateful for actor prep. My God, when Kate's like, "By the way, your character's going to wrap up every single relationship," and of course that can be a myriad of emotions. That's like fifteen. Every I have a different relationship with every person. That's a very different emotional range for an actor. To like one and gun, one and gun, one and gun. And the sun is setting, and I just remember what stands out in my brain is Nicole is such a fucking pro. She's just like, you know what? I'm standing here. I'm doing this. I don't like. I'm standing here, I'm facing this, I'm saying my line, we're gonna pick it up from here. And she just nailed it, nailed what she needed. Mm -hmm. She took control of her coverage and of the scene and it really helped me keep things going and helped me feel um, as a less experienced actor. Like I, I can take that stance on set too and I can take control of this, which is going to be a very challenging scene for an actor and take control and, and um, stand in my own to get all of this coverage right. So Nicole was really leading the way there and- um, Absolutely, yeah. And, and yeah. you guys have this like incredible moment, the two of you, um, which I fought for in the edit because oh, other good. people, other people, I will say who, wanted John. to cut it out. And I was like, <laughs> nope, 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 this is staying in because this okay. is going to get you guys your Leo. <laughs> I, lo I love that you are, you are the woman with the plan. Okay, so I want everybody to watch this. So I want them to watch it right now. So where can people where can people find this and 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 then tell all their friends about it? Sarah's an accent again. I don't know. I get this mid Atlantic thing going on. I think I'm a newsman in the 1940s. Extra, 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 extra. Find your Nike leap season two. Um, well, it's going to be on YouTube on December 20th is the big launch, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also stream it on Highball TV. 
mm-hmm. as well, which is a subscription-based uh, platform. And uh, on the 20th, we're going to be doing a little virtual red carpet via Instagram. I'm not so- going to wear a leisure suit. I'm going to try <laughs> and dress up. Where's I know. Nicole, put your down. Don't push the buttons. That's so soon. That's a 2021 thing. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a smock dress, but continue. Sorry. And uh, after, so we'll do the Instagram red carpet. We'll send everyone off to YouTube to watch it. And it's a, a premiere, so I believe we can we'll be able to chat while that's happening. And then afterwards, we're going to do a little short Q&A with some of the actors. Uh, which will be live streamed on our Facebook page. While we're hitting all the socials. We're all, the socials. all the socials. Are you yeah. going to do a TikTok? You got to do a TikTok. <laughs> Wait, is, is, is Snapchat? What about a MySpace? We'll, we'll get it all done. I got to, I don't know. I, I was having some iced coffee and it's just like, it's hit all at once. So I think I'm just going to have to say goodbye very soon. Oh gosh, Kate Green, Chelsea Reese, yeah. Nicole Oliver, where can our fans find you? follow you, celebrate you on the social meds, on the social meds. Uh, NicoleOliver.com is the website. All the details are there. Uh, NOliver77, not my birth date, but I wish on Instagram, <laughs> at mouth noise with a Z in Canada, Z or Z in America, Z for our Canadian friends, yeah. at mouth noise on the Twitter. My Facebook is my personal one, so sorry, you ain't getting that. <laughs> but, uh, you got Twitter, you got my website, and uh, that's how you find me. And no TikTok. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. I'm Chelsea Reese. You can find me on my OnlyFans. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm at Chelsea Reese. Uh, like beast mode, Reese mode, R-E-I-S-T on all platforms. Um, for those listening to your podcast or playing that Alex Bonovic drinking game, hit me up, tag me in your drinking photos. I want to see that. Oh! <laughs> yes. Yes. And, okay. I, yes, please tag KGP films. KGP films. Tag, tag uh, us in that. Yeah. And please watch along with Narco Leap on December 20th and maybe I'll play along with you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> best day ever. But let's um, not tell Alex why we're saying his name so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I, what okay. a gift it was to spend all of this time with you today. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for Narco Leap. And I'm so excited to oh. see where, well, I mean, where you're gonna take us all next, but me specifically, I'm excited to see where you're gonna take me specifically next. Cause, uh, the haunted house. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I I want to do this. I'm gonna look it up. Uh-huh. Check your texts. Okay. Thank you also to our fans. Please like and subscribe if you are so inclined. That will help us find even more listeners. There's that accent again. You can leave us a review. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and not the TikTok at YVR Screen Scene. The YVR Screen Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Furminger. And it's edited by Simon Furminger. Special thanks to Mariana Furminger for recording our Patreon ad and to Paul Furminger for technical support. Yes, we are a family business. And to Dane, not Furminger, Devil A for the original music. YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! This ad begins with a story about an important but largely forgotten piece of Hollywood North history. 
the Fish Flight. In the 1980s, the Fish Flight was an early morning flight from Vancouver that delivered fresh fish to Los Angeles before the start of the business day. These were the early days of Hollywood North, before digital deliveries and fast transfer speeds, and the pioneers of the Vancouver film industry began loading up the fish flight with film reels so Hollywood execs could review the footage shot on the previous day. The fish flight was also one of the building blocks of the visual effects and animation mecca that is present-day Vancouver. And Fish Flight Entertainment builds on this legacy. Fish Flight Entertainment serves the games, film, and television industries. We remember the days of the fish flight and attack our projects with the same passion as those pioneering days of yore. We believe in jumping off the cliff and building our wings on the way down. And who knows? That old fish with improvised wings may even fly. Learn more about Fish Flight Entertainment at fishflightentertainment.com. That's fishflightentertainment.com. <laughs>